The Coming of the Future While agricultural space shrank, agricultural time expanded. Foragers usually didn't waste much time thinking about the next month or next summer. Farmers sailed in their imagination years and decades into the future. Foragers discounted the future because they lived from hand to mouth and could only preserve food or accumulate possessions with difficulty. Of course, they clearly engaged in some advanced planning. The creators of the cave paintings of Chavet, Lascois, and Altamira almost certainly intended them to last four generations. Social alliances and political rivalries were long-term affairs. It often took years to repay a favor or to avenge a wrong. Nevertheless, in the subsistence of economy of hunting and gathering, there was an obvious limit to such long-term planning. Paradoxically, it saved foragers a lot of anxieties. There was no sense in worrying about things that they could not influence. The agricultural revolution made the future far more important than it had ever had before. Farmers must always keep the future in mind and must work in its service. The agricultural economy was based on a seasonal style cycle of production, comprising long months of cultivation, followed by short peaks, rather short peak periods of harvest. On the night following the end of a plentiful harvest, the peasants might celebrate for all they were worth. But within a week or so, they were again up at dawn for a long day in the field. Although there was enough food for today, next week, and even next month, they had to worry about next year and the year after that. Concern about the future was rooted not only in seasonal cycles of production, but also in the fundamental uncertainty of agriculture. Since most villages lived by cultivating a very limited variety of domesticated plants and animals, they were at the mercy of droughts, floods, and pestilence. Peasants were obliged to produce more than they consumed so that they could build up reserves. Without grain in the silo, jars of olive oil in the cellar, cheese in the pantry, and sausages hanging from the rafters, they would starve in bad years. And bad years were bound to come. Sooner or later, a peasant living in, in the assumption that bad years would not come didn't live long. Consequently, from the very advent of agriculture, worries about the future became major players in the theater of the human mind. Where farmers depended on rains to water their fields, the onset of the rainy season meant that each morning the farmers gazed towards the horizon 
sniffing the wind and straining their eyes. Is that a cloud? Would the rain come this time? Would there be enough? Would violent storms wash the seeds from the fields and batter down seedlings? Meanwhile, in the valleys of the Euphrates, Indus, and Yellow Rivers, other peasants monitored, with no less trepidation, the height of the water. They needed the rivers to rise in order to spread the fertile topsoil washed down from the highlands and to enable their vast irrigation system to fill with water. But floods that surged too high or came at the wrong time could destroy their fields as much as a drought. Peasants were worried about the future, not just because they had more cause for worry, but also because they could do something about it. They could clear another field, dig another irrigation canal, sow more crops. The anxious peasant was as frenetic and hardworking as a harvester ant in the summer, sweating to plant olive trees whose oil would be pressed by his children and grandchildren, putting off until the winter for or the following year the eating of the food he craved today. The stress of farming had far-reaching consequences. It was the foundation of large-scale political and social systems. Sadly, the diligent peasants almost never achieved the future economic security they so craved through their hard work in the present. Everywhere, rulers and elites sprang up, leaving off the peasants' surplus food and leaving them with only a bare subsistence. These forfeited food surpluses fueled politics, wars, art, and philosophy. They built palaces, forts, monuments, and temples. Until the late modern era, more than 90% of humans were peasants who rose each morning to till the land by the sweat of their brows. The extra they produced fed the tiny minority of elites, kings, governments, officials, soldiers, priests, artists, and thinkers who fill the history books. History is something that very few people have been doing while everyone else was plowing fields and carrying water buckets.